Hi everyone, welcome to today's episode of Metanoia. It's Rebecca. And this is Lena. And today we have our very special guest, Mr. Parker. Hello. Um, how are you today? I'm great today. Do you want to tell uh, a little, like, a bit about yourself? Like an introduction? Like an introduction. Um, well, one of the reasons I'm great today, I've already drank too much coffee. <laughs> so I'm really, like, like uh, high-fiving. And um, I've also eaten a good breakfast. Um, and I've already exercised. So, like, my energy level is very high. Um, in terms of energy levels through the day, my peak performance time is 11 a.m. So whatever I want to do, the best... I should do some sometime around 10, 10, 30, 11 in the morning. And my least energy time is around 2.30 in the day. Mm-hmm. So at 2.30 is when I do things that really don't require much energy or, or attention um, or emotion. So would you say like you're like a more of a morning person? If, a, if 11 a.m. is morning to you, <laughs> um, then yes. Um, I, I think it's kind of like midday. And I knew this to, uh, through performance training. So I, I was um, running marathons and I, and I needed to know, or just, just mapping when my best time of the day is. Like I could go for a run at seven o'clock at night or I could go for a run at seven o'clock in the morning, but my best times were always at that time of the day. So that's how I know that. So like say if, say at 2.30 and you're kind of feeling drained and like you don't really feel like doing anything, like what, how do you like kind of push through that? Um... Well, I do um, eat at that time. So people offer me stuff all through the day. Like I was just in uh, Counselor Evie's office and she said, do you want a cookie? And I said, no, I don't want a cookie. But at 2.30, I'll want a cookie. So at at that time, at 2.30 is a time when I replenish and I rehydrate. Um, And I think water is a big part of that. So at that time, I'll drink like my water bottle's over there. It's like half liter maybe or around half liter. And I'll make sure I drink a a whole bottle at that time to rehydrate. Um, you want to talk about a little why you became a principal? And like kind of like your story? Your story about how you like got here? Yeah. In your childhood? In my childhood as well? Wow. Yeah. That, that's a lot. Um, <laughs> and this is a very short podcast. So um, I would say that um, uh, I am defined by many people as a very thoughtful person. I think a lot. And so um, when I went through school, actually I didn't do very well. I shouldn't say I didn't do very well. Well, okay. By marks, I didn't do very well in um, elementary school, sort of starting around grade five. Um, I became counter-institutional, like I wasn't down with the program anymore. Um, And that continued through grade six and grade seven. Most of grade seven I spent actually at the principal's office. Um, And... Um, my teacher would just say, yeah, go out, 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 out. Um, and there was about four or five of us, and, and we just got sent down to the principal's office. I actually liked the vice principal a great deal, so we, we would often talk and have really great talks down there as well. Um, and then I went into high school, and in high school, I started to feel this incredible pressure of what I was going to do with my life. And I saw the grade 13s. This is in Ontario, so we had grade 13. Can you imagine that? And uh, we went in in grade nine. And yeah, just this pressure started to be there that wasn't there, which I think is leaving childhood was like, oh my gosh, I am going to have to do something with my life. And what am I going to do with my life? Because I don't know what to do with my life. But I better achieve at a high level because I want to go to post-secondary and I want to go to a good university. But I don't do very well in school. So what am I going to do about that? 
Um, and uh, so, um, yeah, for me, it was really a decision to discipline myself and to, to do the work. And um, there was a number of years that I didn't do that, but once I decided to do that, and I would come home and I set up a routine of studying, I put motivational quotes up where I was studying, and I would just like commit to doing that. And then I got the grades that I needed to in my last two years that were the important years. Um, through my life as well, sport has been um, the thing that has been the greatest comfort to me. And um, so last night uh, at 11 o'clock at night, I was still uh, just finished playing basketball with the same group of friends. I played basketball with 30 years and basketball was really my passion from grade five onward. Um, and as a lot of people sought to explore themselves through things um, that weren't good for them, um, I just always went to the basketball court when I was sad or when I was like, went through a difficult time or went through a breakup or something like that. I just always go to the basketball court and find myself there. Did you always, like, when did you start, like, moving to, when did you start, like, in Vancouver? Yeah. So I grew up in Toronto. Yeah. And uh, I came out here when I was about, I think, 25 or 26. Um, also, uh, I have sort of a poet soul. So I see the world through through that type of thing. Like if I'm driving home and I see a sky, it will like, it will almost overwhelm me if it's like a beautiful sky, and I will pull over, and and I'll just take some time to admire the sky. But as people, they just don't even notice that kind of thing. And I'm also a whole bunch of things. So um, I've done a lot of self exploration and self reflection, and I've done that. Um, through professional ways too so just through a lot of like different therapies and stuff like that to understand myself um, so um, you know labels aren't great because they're, they're also too defining but I'm, I'm an empath um, so what happens to empaths is they pick up on the emotional um, energy of everybody that's around me so I'm very sensitive to, to other people's energies um, and it's not right or wrong, it's just who I am. And, and knowing that and knowing how to um, make sure that I'm being healthy for myself around that, because um, I think at times in my life I get too overwhelmed by some other person, or in, in my past, I just didn't deal so well with the level of emotional intensity of other people, because um, it affected me a lot. Whereas I know I have friends that like, they're not affected at all by that kind of like, you know. So, um, I don't know how we got onto that, but I think it's sort of like, so, um, what was the question again? Like how you got to being a principal. Oh, how I got to being a principal. Yeah, who you said. <laughs> well, just a thoughtful person. Like I've always been self-reflective. Like even in grade six or grade seven or grade eight, I would go for a uh, walks with my friend, Luigi. Uh, he lived like two doors down and we just go and we talk about everything that was happening. We'd talk and talk about for hours. We'd walk our dogs together. And it was just about socially, like everybody. And um, not like in a negative way or not like gossip. Like I've just always been fascinated by people. And I've been fascinated by the way people do things socially. And um, so, yeah, I mean, think people would always say to me, oh, you're gonna be a uh, dot dot. And it, it was always like the dot dot was like, sometimes I might say something like a priest, even though it's not, it's not religious. It's just like, um, I'm always interested in people and I care about people and I care about. Um, so I think that's, you know, how I got into this line of work. And to be honest, I actually, when I finished university, 
I actually went to, into finance and, um, and mutual fund sales. Um, and I did that for about a year. Uh, but it, it was both like, it was like an exhilarating experience in that nobody cared about you. Like they couldn't care less about you. They just wanted to know, can you make money for the company? And if you made money, you stayed. If you didn't make money or you couldn't do the work, they just fired you. And that was pretty amazing because um, in, what's that? Oh yeah, they just like like they brought in twenty of us to start, and just every couple of weeks they just cut and they worked us in the same office, and they just like, uh, okay, horrible. yeah, like who's coming back tomorrow? Um, you ten people are coming back tomorrow, then you six people are coming back tomorrow, and then you four people. Like we're gonna call you down to two people. That's all we need, and we're gonna start with twenty. And um, so um, I was one of those two people, and okay, also in life, your greatest strength, you understand, is also your greatest weakness. Right. It's, it's a weird thing to have to deal with. So one of my greatest strengths is I'm incredibly competitive because I've always been in competitive sport. But it's also really problematic for me. And for like later on in my life, when I realized what a problem it was in relationships and with within groups, it's like you have to you have to stop this competitiveness, like in everything that you encounter. Um, so I did learn to, that was probably like the first big problem emotionally that I learned to deal with in my life is my own competitiveness. But back then it was like great because it was like, okay, I'm going to be one of those two people. And I did everything to be one of those two people. And I ended up being one of those two people. So I was hired by McKenzie Mutual Funds. Um, and there it was like going through the program and training. And um, the people that were there that enjoyed it um, just weren't poets like they didn't think and they didn't care about other people they just wanted success and financial success and, and to know what the next thing was so it was interesting for me to do and I did it for a year and I said you know what this this really isn't for me I can't live my life like this and so then I went uh, then I applied to go to teachers college and um, uh, it was very random why I chose to come out here very random like I didn't know anything about um, British Columbia um, I had seen um, a couple, there was this video of much, like there was this place called Much Music before there was the internet. We used to watch TV and on TV there was this show that came out of Vancouver and I'd see these images of Vancouver and I was like, I'm going to go there. I think I'll go there. Um, and um, one of them was like this pier in Kitsilano um, at, uh, what's, what's Kits, uh, Kits Beach. And, and I saw that. And so when I first came out here, I got on a plane and I landed. And the first thing I did was like go down and see, oh, that's where that is and touch the water there. Yeah. Wow. So you're very like spurs of like energy kind of like, like oh, if you want to do something, you'll like try to achieve that. Yeah, it's crazy. Like my friends marvel at that. Like if I, if I decide to do something, then I will do it and commit to it and, and get it and I will do it. Yeah. Like, do you think, say, if you're like moving away from your family, right? Do you think they're what they said like would influence you, or do you think that once you like have that like goal or idea in mind, like you're just gonna say like, hey, I'm sorry, but like I have to do this for myself? Yeah, and I think that's that's your life journey, right? And um, and people are very different, and what motivates people are very different. Like if you Google what are the motivators of human behavior, there might be twelve or ten or eight. And also birth order. And if you take a look at a family and you have a sister or a brother, you'll be very different, even though you grow up in the same setting. So it's like the nature nurture thing. It's like there is something about you that is you. And and I, I truly believe like everybody is unique and you get given 
um, unique qualities. Um, and then kind of a challenge of life is like people will want you to not express those unique qualities. Like people, whether it's your parents or whoever, your peer group, they'll want you to be the same. They, 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 they say, do this, do this, do this. But it may not be the course of the path for you. And life is like finding how you can do that um, and express yourself and express your own unique talents. Yeah, and, so, yeah. And all, do you, like, what was, like, the best advice you've ever gotten? Like, like received. Like, received yourself. Oh, wow. Um, so, um, I think, hmm. I don't think there's, like, one piece of best advice that I've ever been given that sits with me. And I think that actually the best way that you can be in life is uh, open to growth and change and not defining yourself through something that you have been before. So while one piece of advice may work for one time in your life really well, like maybe when you're 17, at 47, you probably shouldn't be holding on to that same piece of advice because you change and you grow and you learn. And I think um, I think the challenge of life really uh, as far as I can see, is you just want to hold on to things. Like you want to attach to things, the good things in your life, and you want them to always be like that. And you want every day to be like that. And you want every moment to be like that. And you kind of want to freeze it like that. And like best friends forever kind of idea. And really life is about um, things are always changing and you're always changing and other people are always changing. So you need to be open to change and grow and not... um, not get so connected to things that you can't let go of them or you can't detach from them. And that's not exactly a piece of advice. Um, but I think advice is kind of more like humor. Like, I mean, to me, because it's, um, it's more complicated than that. Do you have anyone like you look up to though? Or someone you like? That I admire? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, of course, you know, um, there's lots of people that I admire and, um, I mean, I admire both of my parents, so I was fortunate to have parents that I did admire um, and still do. So I talk to my parents every week for a long time, and um, they're different than me, but, um, but I do. Those are probably the people that I admire the most in my life. Um, but there's people I admire at the school that I work with, um, and uh, even students, like, you know, like, um, there's all kinds of people that that I admire, but as I said too, um, I'm, 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 I am me and I'm living my life and, um, yeah, what other people do and how they do it is like, that may be good for them as well. And yeah, you may be influenced by it, but you have to be your own person in life, you know? Should we get into a game? Sure. Yeah. So um, these are so this was Shore, which is like um, the introductions, like mm-hmm. the little icebreakers. So right. you want to pick one. All right. Or pick many. Or sometimes they're flexible. You have won five hundred dollars. It's hypothetical. Oh, hypothetical. Okay. Um, what's your favorite scent? Oh my gosh, what's my favorite scent? Um, well, I have a diffuser over there, and I think it's patchouli that it is. Patchouli, yeah. So if you walk into a yoga studio or something like that, that that's what it smells like. Like, that's the scent. 
What keeps you going in life? Um, most important thing in your life is the relationships and the connections that you make with other people. And um, if you're having a good day, share it. Uh, if you're having a sad day, share it. What is your dream job? I'm doing it! I just need 200000 more a year to, to make ends meet. Um, let, the, let the politicians know. Yeah. All right. Okay. Next level. When was the first time you said, I love you, <laughs> to someone in your life other than your family? Uh, next. <laughs> was it like a regretful experience then? No, no. Can I say to one of your friends, I love you. No, 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 no. Mm. Yeah, when, when in the era that I grew up in, it's, it's like different times. You, I don't think you would say that to a friend. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to go to the next question. You said I could go to the next question. I'm going to go to the next one. What's, oh, I did that one already. Um, if you were to die this evening, um, that's grim, uh, with no opportunity to communicate with anyone, what would you most regret not having told someone? Why haven't you told them yet? Hmm. That's an interesting question. So, um, yeah, there was there was a point in my life as well where I decided that um, I didn't want to tell the people in my life what they meant to me, and I'm lucky that I didn't die before I had that opportunity to do that um, because the family that I grew up in um, was not an emotionally expressive family, and my parents didn't say that they loved me, and I didn't say that I loved them. It was like very non-emotional, but that was just the kind of culture um, that. I lived in same with their parents same with their parents parents it was like not like you in fact um, emotions weren't really acceptable like um, you had to like be uh, pretty blank face and particularly with negative emotions like if you were angry or something like that um, like I was taught that that's your anger and don't express it to other people like you need to own that and don't and so um, which I've learned isn't good um, so I've actually taken the time to communicate with all of the people that I'm close to, including my friends, um, how I feel about them and my love for them. So um, I'm lucky in that regard that I wouldn't have that regret. But if I died at 30, I would have. But at 35, I'm doing well. Uh, what's one thing you want to tell your parents? <laughs> okay, so... Um, this one thanks. Okay. Oh, but here I, yeah. oh sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, again, like I'm at this point in my life where um, I tell my parents everything. I think it's more what my parents want to tell me, um, probably that is more important at this point. Um, and um, but I have I have had those moments um, with my parents as well. Thanks. All right. uh, <laughs> Uh, what's your favorite tradition and holiday? Wow, that's really difficult. Um, I'm going to skip that one. Sorry. What are some bucket list things you want to do or achieve? 
Okay, um, so um, for this, uh, I also spent, like, I'm also an explorer. So the way, the way that I am, I've gone out into the world and gone to all the continents in the world, not Antarctica. Um, but... Um, well, what I do is is I just I just go and I put a backpack on and I go to remote places and do something called trekking, and um, so I'll just go out for a couple of weeks um, with water purifier tablets and all of that sort of stuff and just explore the earth. Um, and what I'm looking for, like most, I think, well, not like everybody, but like some people want to go to a five star resort and all inclusive and have a swimming pool and all that stuff. Um, but that, that's not what I want. Like, I, I just want to go out and, again, meet, uh, have an authentic experience myself um, with the other people that I meet as well. And crazy thing about life is it's always what you can't plan that will have the greatest impact on you. All the planning and everything that you do actually usually leads to dissatisfaction because the plan that you had didn't materialize. And you're like, oh, I wanted this to be like this. It's like, you know, prom or something like that. Why wasn't prom? You know, and um, so it's really the unexpected things in life. So I, so I put myself in a position where unexpected things will happen. Now, then I had children. And then when you're a parent, um, you'll, you'll understand this, but when you're, when you're a parent, you just want to protect your children. And it's really weird. It's so strange. I was talking about this with a friend last night because when I was your age, um, I never thought about what my parents were thinking. Never. Um, and now as a parent, and I have children, I have adolescents, and they like, you know, they're like, Dad, I'm going out. And it's like, it's 9.30, where are you going? I'm going for a drive. Who are you going for a drive with? Um, um, I'm going for a drive with them. Yeah, driving where? Like, doing what? Like, and um, so as a parent, you're, you're just like, so concerned about the welfare of your children. Why does this matter? It matters, uh, why, why do I bring this up now? Um, and some, uh, my, one of my best friends says, Chris, land the plane, land the plane, you're always just circling around. But I did all of that stuff and all of that experience and exploring without my family because I don't want my children to be put in situations, because I, I do put myself in situations where it's dangerous sometimes just because of, of what happens. And I wasn't, a, I wasn't concerned about the danger for myself. Um, and, uh, but to put my ch children in those situations, um, I didn't want to do that. You know, like, you know, for example, I'll go to a foreign country. Um, somebody will pick me up at the airport and I'll say, take me to this section. I'm going to stay in this section. They're like, no, I'm not going to drive you into that section of town. And then I'm, I'm like, listen, we're going there. This is where we're going. And so they drive me there and they're like, I'm not going to let you out here at this time of night. And I'm like, let me out. Like, and so now I have kids, so I can't be doing that kind of thing. Um, so, but, so what is the bucket list? What do I want to do is I want to take both of my children and I want to do like a really difficult um, journey. And I think that journey is going to be Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa. And I want to take them before we die that we all do that together. That's good. Yeah. I talk too much, so I probably shouldn't grab another one of these. Go ahead. It's okay. Okay. When was the last time you have cried and why? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, okay. My, my, one of my words for my word for 2023 is strong. And uh, if you look up there, you'll see a whole bunch of other words that are just above my whiteboard. And so I really believe these other words are super important. 
okay? Vulnerability, especially for men, like vulnerability is something that I was not taught to have. So when I was, when I was growing up, we were seriously like, as, as a guy, you did not cry, never cry. Um, and that was like ingrained into you. So I think I've gone periods of my life, like if I think about it, where I would go like five, seven years without crying. It's just crazy. Um, but life circumstances have caught up with me and there's circumstance of life. So, <laughs> so I probably cry. Um, I find it easy to cry. I could have easily cried to some of the questions that have been asked here, um, but I choose not to. And, um, but I will also like have a good cry. Like, like every week, I'll have a good cry for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so like it's kind of like you're letting yourself cry. Like you, you can always like have the ability to cry. Cry for like the, every week is like you're finally getting the chance to like let it all out. Yeah. Well, I think I think if you live life in a way like here's the best way to live life as well is with honesty, trust, openness, vulnerability. Those things are also important. And in in the world, you learn to not be those things because in, in when you when you open yourself up then people will hurt you or people can hurt you um, or life can hurt you. But it's really the best way to live to understand that you life will constantly hurt you, um, but it doesn't mean to not be that way. Life will constantly break your heart, but it will also give your heart so much joy. And I think in order to experience the joy, you have to be open to the heartbreak as well. And, um, and when that happens again, like as I was raised to be non-emotional, um, I've learned to be emotional and raw I call it is like just be open to that rawness and experience it the other trick is not to, to is to understand that emotions pass and even though you may be very sad at some point um, it will pass and to have um, to respond to those emotions is great just don't get dragged down by some emotion like sadness into despair yeah all right the last right. one the ocean really like the colors too they're all like really good colors who do you think owes you the biggest apology <laughs> who owes me the biggest apology oh my gosh um so sorry but also I really believe in forgiveness and I really believe in the power of forgiveness um <laughs> okay I mean if I had to answer this question my ex-wife um, but I don't believe that. Um, I also have forgiven uh, her, and um, and I choose to forgive people in life. Um, Non-forgiveness is negative energy in you, negative energy in the universe. So I, I'm not waiting for an apology from anybody. Okay, this is the last. This is a long. Uh, this is a long one. Okay, these also make me very emotional. Have you ever lost someone you loved? Wow. Um, <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, or cared about. Um, yes, of course. Um, you know, as you as you get older in life, that's just going to happen, right? Uh, when's the last time you saw them or talked to them? Ah. Uh, yeah, I can't do that. One. No, uh, I'm so sorry. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, it's like again, you should you should be open to your emotions in life, but I don't think I can talk I about that. We both have lost people, so mm. so it's been like. Yeah. I think like I'm going back this summer for a death anniversary as well. Yeah. Right now, so it's gonna be pretty tough. It's mm -hmm. like so you kind of when you, you don't talk about it for a while, you forget about it, right? 
and then when you like you finally think about it again it's like I almost feel guilty for ever forgetting like Mm. the feeling or like the grief I felt when I lost like say my grandpa Mm -hmm. and like I kind of like pushed it away or like blocked it for like such a long time and then when I visited like his um plot I was like man I can't believe my the feelings are still so strong Mm -hmm. it's almost as if like they never left Mm -hmm. right and so yeah it's I don't I don't blame you for like ever like feeling like kind of upset about not upset but like sad about the question mm. you know yeah, yeah. it kind of brings out like the part of you that you like don't really think about often but you know it's there I feel like that's why you did this type of game where it right. comes down to it right yeah. alright thank you uh, what's one thing you could change what's one thing you could would change maybe if you went back in time that's one thing I would change if I went back in time hmm uh, again, maybe um, my journey in life is not about um, wishing things were different or, or wanting to change things. Um, it's accepting things and accepting who I am and learning about like who I am. So, um, yeah, you just kind of take me. I, I, I don't answer these questions directly. I'm really sorry. But, um, you know, one thing I've learned about in life, too, uh, is there's something called an inner critic. And the, the inner critic emerges at around three years of age and you don't know that it's there which tells you you're not good enough or you haven't done something well enough and and you have to confront that all of the time in your life in so many ways Um, could be like you feel like I'm not good enough looking or I'm not smart enough or I haven't achieved enough and so um, I don't I don't want to change anything like I mean everything that has been has been perfect even the things that have hurt me um, I wouldn't go back and change them because they also um, have made me who I am and, um, and everything that you face in life can um, be a learning experience if you look at it in the right way. So, um, I mean, you know, what could I say? Like, oh, I wish I got this, like, fancy car when I was in grade 12, uh, you know. Um, but I think, you know, everything that's happening is happening perfectly in that every moment is the perfect teacher if you'll learn from it. So there's nothing, there's nothing that, I don't think there's anything that I would change. Yeah. Are you truly happy? Um, What a crazy question. Um, Life is not about being happy. Life is about experiencing life for what it is. And some moments will make you happy and some moments will make you sad. And if you don't know that and if you try to push away uh, any emotion that's negative or you don't like, like jealousy or envy or any of those types of things, they're actually just human emotions. So sometimes you won't be happy and sometimes you will be happy. Um, Accept both of those things and work both uh, with both of them and maybe because I know that I am truly happy uh, that will we'll end it off after that last question yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> these are good these are great <laughs> it's a good cu- great question oh um, this is do you believe in right person wrong time um, and was there a person like that for you and first love but unfortunately for you guys I just go back in the same kind yeah. of record which is like no, everybody has something to teach you, um, but what 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 hurts you is like when when you want that back, like you, you want attachment back to something that was gone, that's gone, and um, like first love or stuff like that, right? It's like um, you can't let go of it, but you have to let go. Let go is like right in the middle. Like you just have to let it go, you know, and and appreciate that it was something that helped you 
help you learn, right? And uh, yeah. What's the one piece of advice for students like in high school right now that's going through like oh the school turned to like an adult? Like, what would you give an advice for yourself or to them? Now we're basis. Yeah. So I, I think the most important thing is. Um, to understand that you truly are unique and special and that everybody is. And um, one of the most difficult things in high school is you're comparing yourself to other people all of the time in so many ways. Um, and it will never make you happy uh, to compare yourself to other people like you are you. And uh, the journey of life is, is like really finding out, again, how to express what is, what is your, your unique talents and your unique gifts and what you have to give because you do have that. But so much of life you just get criticized by other people or you look around and you think this is not good enough or what I am is not good enough, but it is. And just like know that and pursue what that is. Um, because there's so many outside influences that are telling you. And I look at it now again, like so my, you know, my daughter who's 16 and Instagram and all of these things that are out there in TikTok and everything. And like, I don't, part I, so I don't, I don't use that. I only have it because I'm a principal, so I should know a little bit about it. But I really think it's a horrible, horrible thing just because Everything that, that, that I look at is telling me to be better. Like somehow, some way, um, not maybe the amusing things, like there's a monkey riding a pig or something. Okay, fair enough. But um, there, there's so many other things that come in that say, here's some beauty tips for you. Or for, for me, it's like, here's the workout. Like here's how to get your body looking better. Like, there's just so much um, stuff that says you're not good enough, um, but, but you are good enough, you know? And um, so... Yeah, find, find your own path and, and take that unique thing and explore it. You don't always know what it is. Like you might go, well, Mr. Barker, I don't have a unique thing. I don't know what my unique thing is. And it's like, okay, but just then put yourself in situations that allow you to experience what that might be. And um, so you've got to get out of your safety and your comfort zone of just doing everything like you've always done and explore things that will allow you to find out what that is. Well, thank you so much for your time. Like, it was, we truly, truly enjoyed it. And um, we kind of, like, did the podcast because, like, we, it was, like, an action plan for social studies. And so my, like, personal one was, like, about a philosophy, like, a self-help philosophy. Right. So I was, like, thinking, like, you always kind of, like, expressed that, like, how, like, you kind of, you went through, not went through, but, like, expressed that you always like were working on like working on like bettering yourself hmm. and so I was like huh like you're the perfect person perfect person right yeah. Yeah. do you like do you know like any like philosophies or like you don't like think believe in like kind of like set in stone like things you know hmm. what I mean yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a good question so um, yeah like I think Again, that at certain times in your life, things make sense, um, but, but they may not make sense for all of your life. And, and don't hold on to, to something that's no longer serving you. And so there's a concept that I follow called future evolving self, um, which is, again, be happy with who you are, sort of, or, you know, but, but also there's somebody who you are also coming to be um, your whole life. And 
So if you get fixated, like I'm like this, or this is, this is who I am or how I am. And then you don't let go of that. Um, and, um, so because schools are places where, um, there's, there's a, um, we don't do any sort of religious indoctrination or, or any, anything of that nature. I mean, my views most fall into a Buddhist worldview. And it's, in, it's interesting that you said um, bettering yourself um, because um, that's not a principle. The principle is not about bettering yourself because it's like that's a self-aggression against yourself that you're not actually good enough. Um, but it's really about self-awareness. So being self-aware and um, knowing why you're experiencing or feeling what you're experiencing and then making decisions about what to do with that. Um, so it's interesting that you said that because when, when you said that, um, I just thought of some of those teachings. But I think in life too, right, it's like nothing works exactly for you except you. So when you read about somebody else or what they're doing and or here's seven tips to become a more efficient person or anything like that, um, like those seven things are not exactly superly designed for you. Like six of them may be effective, but... There may be things for yourself also that are like, you know, unique to you. So, um, all right, with that, we're gonna close, close off of our podcast. Yeah. Thank all right, you. again, thank you thank so much. You so well, thank you time. so much. It's an amazing thing that you've done here, and I really enjoyed um, all the questions and, and just the way that you've been. Like, you're excellent interviewers, uh, like, thank your you. emotional quality thank is like really, really great. And I think these questions are amazing that you've designed and how you've designed them. So, it's been great to participate. Alright, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I think is this yeah. gonna be the final one? I think this is our final guest our final guest. Final guest wow. with end and with a bang. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Saving the best for last. Ooh, alright. Alright, so thank you everyone and bye bye. Thank you.